the Tom Sumner Program. Old Fashioned Radio for a New Generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm alright, Tom. How are you? Lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. What's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program, old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into Hour 2 of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. I want to mention uh, the Genesee Health Plan, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year, and uh, they have a, a dinner that will recognize that and some other things coming up next month. Um, this past week, Genesee Health Plan announced the winners of the 6th Annual Health Heritage Essay and Scholarship Contests, and uh, joining me now by phone from Genesee Health Plan is uh, Yvonne Lewis, who is the um, Director of Outreach for Genesee Health Plan. Uh, Yvonne, welcome back, and uh, welcome to the show this morning. Good morning, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. It has been a while since we've had the opportunity to chat. <laughs> well, it has, um, but that raises the question, was there any delay in holding the uh, the essay and scholarship contest uh, this past year because of COVID? Yes, sir. It, it absolutely was. It did impact us because, as you know, our gathering is usually very large. Uh, we have well over a couple hundred people that come and join us every year, and that was not possible last year during the pandemic. So we're excited that things have modified a bit so that we can have a gathering safely this year. And and that uh, that gathering is the, the annual dinner coming up September 17th? Yes, 
it is the 20th anniversary of the Genesee Health Plan, and it's going to be on September 17th at the uh, Genesis Banquet and Conference Center. So we have plenty of space for social distancing and to keep everybody safe. So uh, we're looking forward to this year being able to recognize those individuals who have really made a difference in our community through our health care hall of fame and of course as you know we're going to talk about today our heritage essay and scholarship contest winners and and that's a uh that's schools uh that from various uh educational levels um from throughout genesee county and i want to talk about them a little bit but let's let's talk about the contest how was the contest held this year and and was it different than in previous years well, it, it was it was pretty much the same. Uh, however, you know the the challenge of children not being in school uh, on a regular basis because of COVID. We we did an extremely uh, massive outreach through our community efforts, our community health workers. We still reached out to the teachers that they could encourage their students to get involved in the essay contest. So we just had to do a little bit different kind of advertising for the contest, but it was open to all. Genesee County students. Uh, our primary focus initially was Flint Community Schools, but we did find out, Thomas, you may well know, that many of the Flint students are in schools all across the county. Uh, they're not only in the Flint Public Schools. So this was Flint Public Schools as well as any school within Flint Genesee County, which included our ch charter schools, the early uh, middle college, the early college, and, and, and others. So it's it's really... This year was our highest number of students that participated. We had actually 115 essays submitted for this year's contest. How does that compare to previous years? Well, in the previous years, we well, the first year we, we had about 25, and so it's escalated every year, um, you know, 70-so last year to this 115 for this year. And And that's just in six years' time that it's grown that much um do you think that there was um a, a big jump this year because uh students maybe had a little bit more time and and could uh and and maybe some were looking for projects to do well, I, yeah, and I think it, it was a combination. We had some really great teachers in some of our schools that made it a part of the students' learning experience. But one of the things that we've often talked about through this and the purpose for this, this Heritage Essay Contest was to really encourage students to talk to their families about their family health history. Because as we all know, we're affected by what's happened to our Relatives, of particularly our, our our parents, our grandparents, we're always asked when you go to the doctor, did anyone in your family have? And if you're not aware of that, it could affect your overall your overall health status. So we wanted to encourage the students to talk to their family and friends. And in the world of COVID, we just added that little little bit and said, so how did COVID affect you and your family? And your and your goals for the future, and it was just amazing the conversations that the students had in the essays about just overall conversations with their family and learning things about their family's health that they did not know before that could potentially affect their health, and understanding that they could make some decisions in their young lives that can improve their health 
just by making one or two changes in their health behaviors. And then couple that with now looking at this whole community and what's happened to our community as a result of COVID, which is a virus that we now understand how it's transmitted, what changes could we make to improve our health? So I think a combination of those efforts made the difference in the number of essays that we received this year. Do you think um, a, a lot of times the young people who participate in these uh, essay and scholarship contests um, have an interest in going into the health field. Do you get a sense that 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 may be increased a little bit because of COVID-19? Well, I, Tom, I do think that it does raise that sense of, of, of awareness, and that was one of the things when we started the essay contest, it was really folks focused in on understanding your health history and how that impacts you and your family. When we were able to extend it by having adding the scholarship, the scholarship specifically focused in on youth writing essays about where they see themselves in the health profession. Not necessarily a doctor or nurse because there are other health, health, health helping professions, but what we did find out is in the, in the world of COVID, it did heighten a sense of awareness. They're listening to what's happening on TV. They're listening uh, with respect to the vaccine development, with respect to, the, to how the virus is transmitted. And so it, I do think it did pique their attention. And then when some of them actually talked about their personal experiences with COVID, having a family member have COVID or either pass away from COVID, it does, it, it did impact how they thought about the whole issue of their health and what they might contribute. So it's exciting to see that the scholarship recipients have chosen careers in health and are really focused on what they'd like to do to make a difference in the world from a health perspective. And there are teachers who benefit from these uh, uh, awards as well. Um, you right. want to talk about that for a minute, Yvonne? Right. So, so we wanted to make sure... In, in, in many of our schools, as we know, um, funding is a challenge. And so one of the things we discovered over the years is that there were times when teachers were purchasing school supplies right out of their own pockets. They weren't, they weren't asking uh, because sometimes it wasn't available. So they wanted their students to have added experiences in the classroom. So they would purchase supplies. So what we added to this was an incentive uh, for the, the teachers. So the teachers that uh, encouraged the largest number of their students to participate, they also would get a gift card that would help them purchase additional supplies that they wanted to ensure uh, a good additional uh, experience for their students. So we had one teacher in the Grand Blank High School system that had 67 of her students participate. Wow. In, in, in the essay contest, and specifically six who submitted scholarship essays. And then in the Goodrich School District, we had a teacher who had 13 students participate in the essay contest. So the teachers benefit as well, making sure that they're connecting this contest to content in the classroom, but also seeing the benefit of how they can improve something for their total class by the students who participated in the essay contest. It's just been amazing. So we also this year provided incentive for parents who encouraged their students 
to participate in in the essay contest. So we really want to make it a family and school affair. And and when you say a uh, a family and school affair, um, this is for uh, basically all. Uh, all ages. There's a first and second place winner in the elementary range. Yes. Uh, first and second place in middle school. First place and second place at the high school level. And there, there were actually two that tied for the second yes. place at the high school level. And and that brings up the the judges for this i would think this would be tremendously difficult to select and i'm not surprised that there there was that that one where two people tied for second place right and it was so i mean exactly the same number because the essays were so good that you know we we talked about it so what do we do and we said well they both should receive uh a uh an award, a second place award for the tremendous amount of work that they they did writing their essays. Um, it was it was challenging, you know, for our our reviewers. They had to, some of them went through more than one time reading the essays, and we had double opportunities. So uh, we narrowed them down, and then had them reviewed again to make sure that we were doing our best to really read with 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 clarity. And, and sincerity, the, the, the comments that the students were making. Uh, so, yes, you're correct. At every level, we, we did fifth and sixth grade in the elementary school. Um, and so there was a first and second place in the middle school as well as the high school. Uh, and then we're appreciative of Savita Credit Union, who came in, this is their second year, as sponsoring our scholarship contest. So the students, if they were not seeking a career in healthcare, they wrote the essay contest. And 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 again, we're going to be sharing some of these essays in a pub, in in one of the local newspapers. Have agreed to just share them. So not only could those of us who had an opportunity to review the essays, but others in the community can really see the, the real thought that these young people are putting into these conversations with their families and then writing it out in an essay form. So we're really excited about uh, having the opportunity to share it further. And again, as I said, with Sovita Credit Union coming in, we're so thankful that they chose to be a part and sponsor our scholarship contest because we're able to provide two scholarships for students going who are entering into college this fall who have selected a career in health. Well, that is absolutely amazing. And, um, I, and I'm very proud to have Genesee Health Plan as a sponsor of the Tom Sumner program. And I'm glad you mentioned Sovita Credit Union. In fact, I think the last time we did one of these interviews, I think we had someone from Sovita yes. Credit Union on. Um, Yvonne, I want to talk a little bit more about the dinner that's coming up in September, and I want to talk about some of the uh, some of the kids that are that are getting these awards. But I have to take a break here. Can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? All right. My guest is Yvonne Lewis from Genesee Health Plan. If you're listening to us on uh, ninety-two point one LPFM in Flint. They are WFOV, Our Voices Radio, a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions, and my friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, 
we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We'll be back with more with Yvonne Lewis from Genesee Health Plan right after this. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can. Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. 
Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, indoors, indoors. Take it away. Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. And welcome back, everybody, as we continue our conversation with Yvonne Lewis from Genesee Health Plan about the uh, Health Plan's 20th anniversary dinner coming up and the uh, awards that will be received by the recently announced winners of the 6th Annual Health Heritage Essay and Scholarship Contest. Yvonne, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. <laughs> That's okay, Tom. It's my pleasure. <laughs> um, I, I mentioned before we went to break that I wanted to talk about the dinner a little bit. Of course, you're going to recognize and acknowledge the winners of uh, the Heritage Essay and Scholarship Contest, but you're also going to be celebrating the 20th uh, anniversary of Genesee Health Plan. What other kinds of um, acknowledgments and recognitions will you have at that dinner next month? Yes, so also at the dinner every year, we recognize what we call our Health Care Hall of Famers, those individuals who have done a significant amount of work over the years to just ensure that <clears throat> overall quality of life is better for the residents of Flint. So we're going to be recognizing our Health Care Hall of Famers. And then and then we're, there are a couple of others, and, and we don't want to say their names today uh, because they're going to be surprised. No but spoiler alerts. Right. But there are others who have made great contributions to the residents of Flint, Genesee County, and sometimes people don't know about them. So we just want to lift them up and share the importance of their work in the community and, and help them to understand how appreciated their work is. And, of course, then we have, as you said, this is 20 years for the uh, Genesee Health Plan. And I must just take a moment to say, Tom, that the last few years this health plan has been supported by the residents of Genesee County through a millage. In a time when it was most difficult back in 2006-07, and I'm sure you can remember it was not a good economic time for our community, the residents of this community said there should not be anyone in our community without health care. And so when the ballot initiative went forward, the residents of this county voted yes for a health services millage that would provide resources to ensure that every member of this community had access to health care benefits. And that was again approved in 2019. So we are celebrating the fact that this community really understands and supports each other in ensuring that we have health care for everyone. So that'll be, that'll be a, along with... Um, uh, celebrating some of the staff that have worked so hard here at Genesee Health Plan. It, it's going to be a great event. Uh, uh, Tom, as you realize, we, we still have to be cautious and social distance, so all of those things are being taken in consideration. Invitations have gone out uh, because we ha do have a limitation on the number of people that could be in the room. So we're also going to provide a way for people to visit uh, our event uh, via virtu virtually. So we will look forward to sharing that information with our community as well. 
Well, I'm I'm planning to be there, and I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm hoping that there isn't a slideshow. <laughs> no, I, I'm hoping that you know, as you said, that it's gonna we're still gonna be able to have this event live again with that limited uh, ability, but we're gonna. We're going to hope and pray that our community really takes seriously the, the safety precautions during this season so that we can continue to keep our community open and moving forward. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I've always been a uh, really kind of a fan of Genesee <laughs> Health Plan. Um, I've, I've gotten some really tremendous information and, and help from uh, GHP, and, and I appreciate all of you. And, and it's, it's going to be fun for me to, to come and, and uh, share in the celebration of the 20th anniversary and all the good work. All right. Well, we'll, we'll look forward to having you there because as you do your program, even when we can't be on with you, uh, you support and share the information from the health plan, and we certainly appreciate you for doing that. Well, let's let's talk about these amazing kids that uh, that are going to be recognized. Now, you mentioned that there are some people who will be recognized that don't know they're going to be recognized, so there will be some surprises. But the a press release went out last week with the names of all the people, you know, the young people that that uh, that won. Uh, in this thing, and they will be awarded at that dinner next month with, uh, you know, certificates and checks. <laughs> that's, that's the part. That's the part everybody stands up and claps for. That's but, the part. You know, they'll they'll have these. Uh, Savita's done a great job. Uh, time they make these really large um, checks. You know, that's not the one they're cash, but it's some. It's a really nice keepsake that the young people were receiving on that night. And I must, I must too, take a moment to give appreciation to Jim Melanowski, who's the CEO of the Genesee Health Plan. You know, we started this essay contest uh, six years ago. Uh, it was kind of like a hope and a dream in, in a small partnership with the National Center uh, for African American Health Consciousness to raise the level of a consciousness about health disparities in our community. And so we included in the essay contest asking the young people to discuss outcomes between racial and ethnic groups as they looked at Excellent. the issues that we were facing. And I tell you, these young ladies that wrote these scholarships um, are amazing. I, I can tell you that Anne Marie Atanga, who is graduating from Genesee Early College this year, heading to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor for a dual degree in neuroscience and voice performance. Her essay was amazing. She said, it's important to know <laughs> no. your health because conditions caught early may be more treatable. And that is exactly the point of understanding our health history. She's going to be a, a singing neuroscientist. A singing neuroscientist. Won't that be amazing? So why you there? That's a YouTube video that's going viral. <laughs> All by itself. So she wants to invest in patient welfare. And can you imagine a young person just out of high school having that kind of forethought, looking forward to the future? And that's the beauty of this, is looking at today and the future through working with these young people because we do need more young people in the healthcare profession. One other thing she said is it's important to remember to treat patients as human beings. 
and sometimes there are biases that affect how health care is given to certain populations. And she'd be, like to be a part of changing that situation. Just, uh, just amazing uh, thoughts from a young person. Our second scholarship recipient will be Emily Rose. Emily is a graduate from Davidson High School this year and will finish with her associate's degree in sciences, arts, and general studies because she too has been to the early, through the early college program. She will attend Wayne State University this fall and major in psychology with plans to attend medical school for psychiatry. Her essay focused on mental health and eliminating the stigma around it. Isn't that amazing, Tom? That is amazing, and and it's uh, it's such a cool thing to um, get out there and and actually give these kids an opportunity to show what's on their minds, right. what they're thinking about, what they're aspiring to. Exactly. You know, it, it kind of gives you chills when you think about sometimes it, because they're so young, they're not really. You know, sometimes they, they don't feel like they're, they're, they, they measure up or people respect their opinions. But these young people, when they say things like uh, Rose said, I want to help people who are struggling and help them understand that they are not alone, that many people are going through the same thing. And we think in this season how many people are struggling and feel alone. And if these young people are so in tune to this today, amazing things will result as they move forward in their future. Well, this is such a, a cool thing that's uh, coming up. The the dinner is, um, what, September 17th, is it? September 17th, yep. 5.30 in the evening. Uh, and it'll just be only a, a short, a short, a short uh, evening together, uh, about two hours. But we're looking to have an exciting time. Uh, sharing with these young people, sharing with our Hall of Fame winners and all those who have supported the health plan through these 20 years. Well, I, I don't want to correct you, but my invitation says cocktails at 5. Oh, well, okay. Well, I, I, I don't want to miss that part. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to miss that part. Right, right. so we're asking you, we got be, right, be there right at 5 o'clock, and we'll get right into the dinner. But you're right, we'll have a little pre, pre-celebration there with the cocktail hour. You're right. <laughs> I get so excited about these young people. I do forget that 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 first part of it just does come and mix and mingle a little bit in a safe and socially distanced way. Well, <laughs> and and it's and it's nice that people are able, uh, even though we have to be a little wary, we're able to get together again, and and that's largely because of the vaccines. What's what's going on with uh, GHP and vaccines and and can you share anything? And I'm not, I don't want to put you on the spot, but um, there's a lot of talk about booster shots. What, what's, right. what's going so, on there? Right. So we're, we're fortunate here at GHP to be involved with some amazing partners in this community. As, as with Sovita with this project, but other partners, we're working with the Genesee Community Health Center right now, planning events, getting out there, helping to make sure that people have access. So, so Tom, as you know, when we talk about disparities, a couple of the big things that come into play with that is access and accessibility. You know, is it available and can I get it? And so one of the 
really important parts of the work here at Genesee Health Plan is helping people get access, access to health care. And one of those things is do, we, do people who want to get the vaccine have access? So we're working with the Genesee Community Health Center on helping, on organizing some events. We will be having our annual drive-through flu event coming up in October that will also offer an opportunity for both regular vaccines, influenza, other vaccines, as well as the COVID vaccine. But when you talk about the booster, I, I thank you for this opportunity just to make this quick clarity. What we're talking about now is people who have the first and second doses of the Pfizer and Moderna. Right. Those individuals who have compromised health systems, which systems, which means they're on a, a drug regimen because of a health condition that reduces their ability to fight off disease. So their immune system is weak. They are now eligible to get what's a third dose. And we don't want people to really get too confused about booster because if you haven't had the first and second dose, the third dose doesn't work like you think it would work. You need the first and second dose to have that full vex, full um, uh, coverage first, and then the second, the third dose is to boost then the immune system for the first and second. So if a person only has dose one of the Moderna or the Pfizer, and they go and get that next shot, you're only getting shot two, not a booster. For those persons, and, and it's only been approved for, at this point, for the Pfizer. And because the number of individuals in the nation, I think I heard this morning, it's over 92 million individuals who received the first and second dose of Pfizer. There's enough evidence to suggest that for those with the immune compromised systems, particularly because we're fighting the Delta variant, need that additional booster in order to keep their systems, their, the antibodies working at an optimal level. Well, so I, I just want to encourage I, people to understand one dose and two doses of the Moderna and Pfizer is what you really need before thinking of a, 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 a third dose. And you must have an immune compromised system if you're going to get that third dose. Now that um, that raises another question, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, but when I got my my shots, the the um, Pfizer one and two, um, mm -hmm. I signed up and and got a shot, and then they contacted me to schedule two weeks later the second shot. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it, is that how people will be reached about a possible third shot, or is it something that people really should uh, explore with their doctor and then apply if they if they believe they qualify for a third shot? Well, the third shot, you're right, Tom. For the third shot, we are encouraging people to check with their doctor because, again, it is if you have an immune compromised system or you fit into that category. Uh, if they go to a clinic that's providing the vaccine, they will have, if they've had one and two, they will have opportunity to talk to the provider there, explain their situation, and the provider will help them get the right information. And we actually were at a clinic on Saturday out in the community, and there were people who were asking this very question, Tom because they're listening to the news and there are many people are really doing their best to pay attention to what's going on. And so when they came and they were able to talk to the nurse 
and get a clarity on it. They understood. I don't have an immune compromised system. The vaccine is working right now. And so they were good. If they had said or had evidence that they had an immune compromised system, there are a couple of things that they would have done. Encourage them to talk to their primary health care provider, or they would have checked to see when they had their last dose of the Moderna or, or, or the Pfizer. So it's important that people have their record, their vaccine record for the, for the vaccine. If they don't, they can go to one of the providers and ask to get some assistance to make sure they have that record included because it's important to know what vaccine you had and when you got those doses. So going forward, whether or not people are going to be called to say you need to come in, that, not, that information may not be readily available in the system because that system that the, that the record is input does not have their overall health condition. So they do need to talk with their doctor or talk with the provider to ensure that they're eligible for this third dose of the vaccine. Okay, well, Yvonne, we're we're almost out of time, but I uh, getting back to the uh, the dinner next month. Um, limited seating is available um, for that event, um, but probably uh, very likely sold out by now. But where can people get more information about that and how they can help out with Genesee Health Plan? Maybe how they can take part in this uh, celebration on the 17th um, uh, virtually. Right. So, Tom, thank you so much. Anytime anyone wants any information about what are, what's happening here at the health plan, they can give us a call at 232-7740. And if they're particularly interested in the, the, the Health Care Hall of Fame dinner, they should just say to the operator when they call, I'm interested in learning more about the Health Care Hall of Fame dinner, and they will get them to the right person. Um, and you're right, we're pretty much at our limit right now. But we do ask individuals, you can go on our website, the GenesisHealthPlan.org website, information about how to connect virtually will be made available within the next couple of weeks. Um, I think we got about another week or so before we'll have all of that in place. But we do want to encourage people. You can we, we we're we're on Facebook, and so you can go on the health plan. Our communications coordinator is really good at getting this information out. So look at our website, and, and I, I, I shudder to tell people that because everybody doesn't do website, but you can <laughs> always feel free. Give us a call at 810-232-7740. Well, Yvonne, uh, happy 20th anniversary to everybody at Genesee Health Plan. Congratulations to all the scholarship and uh, contest winners, and uh Kudos to all the people that uh, play a role in making Genesee Health Plan so successful. And thank you for uh, spending this time with me this morning. It's always uh, fun to talk with you. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate so much the opportunity, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the 17th. I'll see you next month. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. of
breakfast time. Mix it all up. You got some instant moon time. Cause I'm your, your root doctor. Dog, 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 dog,
Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. Objection. I object. I object to that, Your Honor. Oh, hi, Mom. What's up? Dana, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just um, Attorney General stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than $1,000 now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So listen, we just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam. Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, Report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dina, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. 
Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, Philip Rapp's creation, The Bickerson. After seven years of cycloid insomnia, or slugger's disease, John Bickerson had finally consented to allow Dr. Hershey to relieve his condition. In room 113 at the General Hospital... Mrs. Bickerson watches anxiously as a surgical nurse ministers to poor John, who is suffering an attack the night before the operation. Listen. Oh, it's like being married to a steam shovel nurse. Cough's normal. Enjoy yourself, dear. Dr. Hershey's waiting for you in the corridor, Mrs. Bickerson. Oh, hello, doctor. Is he resting? I gave him a sedative. That'll quiet him down. Well, he isn't very quiet. Oh, well, actually, I could have done the operation in my office. It's so trivial. I won't be in surgery over 15 minutes, and there's absolutely no danger whatsoever. Will it hurt him? Not the slightest. All we do is take a stitch in his palate and shorten his uvula. I hate to bring this up now, Dr. Hershey, but how much will it cost? The fee will be $50 with the anesthetic. How much is it without the anesthetic? I would say about $40. Would there be any discomfort if he didn't have an anesthetic? Not for me, there wouldn't. I wouldn't advise the operation without it. And you're sure he'll be cured when you're through? Oh, practically certain. Well, it's almost midnight now. I'll do his case first thing about seven. He just needs a good night's rest. Well, I'll just stay a little longer. Good night. Call the floor nurse if you need anything. Oh, I will. I hope that pill's quieted him down. I'm sure that isn't doing him any good. John! John, wake up! What's the matter, Blanche? Uh, What's the matter, huh? I put the cat out, I locked the windows, I left a note for the milkman, and I I hung up... John! We're in the hospital. What for? Is somebody sick? No. You're going to have an operation. Dr. Hershey's going to shorten your uvula in the morning. Well, then what did you wake me up now for? Well, you were snoring, and I was afraid you'd wear it off before he got a chance to operate. You've been snoring steadily for three hours. Don't you suppose I want to sleep, too? You're not sleeping here, are you? Yes, I am. It costs another $5 to put another cart in the room. I... And I intend to use it. I can't get one night's sleep. Where's my nightgown? Not night even gown? in the hospital. I don't understand why you have to have an operation to cure your snoring. I didn't want it. You've been working on me for seven years to do this. I'm beginning to think it was a waste of money. I could have used that $40. I'm still walking around in a short dress. What are you going on about? Tomorrow I'll be walking around with a short uvula. Don't be so crabby. I'm not crabby. I'm just sleepy. Why don't you stop fiddling with that mirror and put out the lights? I have to get undressed, don't I? Well, take your dress off. Why are you plucking your eyebrows at this time of night? I'm not plucking my eyebrows. I'm taking off my false eyelashes. False eyelashes? I didn't even know you had bald eyelids. My eyelids are not bald. It's just that my lashes are short, and they don't bring out my eyes. 
Lots of women use false eyelashes. Well, throw them away. You don't need anything to bring out your eyes. Really? Really. I'm satisfied with the way they bulge now. What kind of a remark is that? Oh, hurry up, Blanche. I'm groggy. Blanche, what on earth are you taking out of your hair? It's a rat. A what? A roll of false hair. I have to wear it for the new hairstyles. My own hair is too thin with a pompadour. Oh, darn it, I can't get out of this dress. Blanche, what are those things? Haven't you ever seen shoulder pads before? Oh, I've never heard of such a thing. Your eyelashes are on the dresser, your hair is in the drawer, and your shoulders are on the chairs. What about it? That's you all over, Blanche. No one can think of more ways to spend money. Are you ready for bed now? Yes, dear. I'm ready for bed. Shall I crank yours up a little? No, put out the lights. Oh, I wanted to glance at the paper first. You go ahead and go to sleep. I can't sleep with the lights on. I left my sleep shade at home. Well, I won't be a minute. No one would believe this. In six hours, they're going to carve me to pieces. I'm supposed to rest, and here I'm... Shh! I can't concentrate with you mumbling. (laughs) There's certainly a lot of activity in Washington. What's all this tax reduction talk? Talk. Listen to what's... Blanche, I read the paper, every word of it. Read it to yourself. Don't be so disagreeable. Dr. Hershey told me to keep you occupied so you wouldn't think about the operation. All I'm thinking about is sleep. Oh, that's a good boy. You mustn't get nervous. No. I see the stock market is going up. That's fine. We have some stock, haven't we? Didn't you get some stock last year? Ten shares. Kentucky Salt Petermann's preferred stock. My brother got you in on the ground floor, didn't he? Where is that now? In the ground. I can't even find it listed on the stock page. Look in the help wanted column. Are you getting relaxed, dear? No, now I'm starting to get nervous. I'm worried about you, John. If anything happened to you on the operating table, it would all be my fault. So, you know what I think? We'll, uh, sneak out, huh? No. I think you should make out a will. Make out a will? I thought you were worried about me. Well, you don't want to leave me at the mercies of all those grasping relatives of yours, do you? The minute you drop dead, they Don't talk like that. Can't you say pass on or something like that? Well, you always say drop dead. That's only when I'm talking to your brother. You could be a little more delicate when you're discussing wills. Why? Because you make it sound like I'm going to go any minute. Well, they don't give you two weeks' notice, you know. Every man should make out a will. Okay, I'll make it out tomorrow. You say it, but you won't do it. Get up now. Do it now. What? Go on, get up, and make out a will. Well, you're out of your mind. In the first place, a will isn't legal unless you have two witnesses. And in second place, I haven't got anything to leave in the first place. Nobody is going to take anything, and I don't need a will. You are the most stubborn man that ever lived, John. Why? Why am I stubborn? It's the hardest thing in the world to make you admit I'm right when you know I'm wrong. There's a woman's logic for you. Suppose I do make out a will, and nobody can touch anything besides you. Okay, so now... You've got it all, my worldly goods. First thing you know, you'll get over your grief, marry a guy without a dollar to his name like that broken-down snore specialist, Dr. Hershey. Oh, I'm not going to marry anybody. He'll give up his practice, take you for every penny, my hard-earned money. He'll drive around my brand-new car, drink my bourbon, (laughs) loaf around like the French. 
Never do a day's work. Why don't you make the bum get a job, Blanche? And then screaming like that. Push up and go to sleep. Go to sleep, she tells me. I'm a nervous wreck. She practically walks me into a funeral. Mary's a doctor behind my back. Now she tells me to go to sleep. I'll never sleep another wink as long as I... John, the telephone. The telephone. Answer no. it! Who, who the dickens is calling? Who moved the phone, Blanche? What'd you get up for? It's right on the night table beside your bed. I thought I was, uh... Hello? Mrs. Renesses, this is your maternity nurse. You can get ready now. I'm bringing your baby in. What? Blanche, how long have I been here? Isn't he 413? I don't know what this is, but I'm not feeding any babies. A way to run a hospital. It's just a mistake, John. No, I shouldn't have fallen for this operation deal. I could be so comfortable at home in my own bed. One of us should have stayed there. What for? How do you know a prowler won't break in? I left a whole bottle of bourbon on the dresser. Nobody will break in. The turkey would gobble and scare him away. The turkey would gobble? I can just see... Turkey? What turkey? Well, I was going to surprise you. I won a turkey in a raffle, John. You've got a live turkey running around the house? He isn't running around. I've got him tied to your bed. On my bed? What'd you do that for? I'll have the whole thing full of feathers. What'll we do with a live turkey? Well, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, John, and I thought you'd murder him for dinner. I'm not going to murder any turkeys. But if he lays a beak on my bourbon, I'll chop his head off. Blanche, you're the most impossible woman that ever lived. Oh, I'm sorry, John. I guess everything I do is wrong. I'll go home and put the turkey out. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Never mind. I didn't mean to holler. Let's go to sleep so I can feel good for the operation. I don't think I want you to have it. What's the least I can do for you? Kept you awake all these years with my snoring, and when Dr. Hershey gets through with me, I'll be as quiet as a mouse. But if you stop snoring... I'll never wake you up, will I? No. And if I don't wake you up, we won't fight, will we? That's right. Well, that settles it. I'm not going to let him operate, John. Why not? It's the only chance I get to talk to you. Come on, we're going home. I give up. Maybe, 
Alexander Zanjic, don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner.